0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website
1: for details.
0: Nottingham Forest will host the scum of the earth that are Manchester United this weekend at the city ground. But we've held 11 L's in a row. Can Nuno break the curse? Welcome to your match preview. Good morning, good evening or good night wherever in the world you are. Hope you're well and welcome to the big one because this is the one for me. Forest versus Varchester United. Forget my rivalry with my brother with Spurs. I hate Man United more than any other team in the Premier League. They are the scum of the earth and we've held 11 in a row to them. And Nuno, my guy. Do this for me. Do this. If you deliver a victory on this game, I will be unbearable to those Varchester United fans. I will have a field day like no other. And I've got a feeling. I just have a feeling because I believe in that man right there. Not that other idiot next to him. Anyway, hope you're looking forward to this because I really am. Let's start with the likes. Make sure. Let's get out of the way. Hit those like buttons if you haven't already. Make sure you're subscribed. You know the usual drill. And let's jump into this. Now, let me set the scene before we go into the Forest per- predicted team, the Varchester United predicted team, etc. Let's look at the state of play of both teams. Both teams have lost um, three out of their last five. They've drawn one out of their last five, and they both won their last game. And Varchester United, I think, w- were better in the second half against Villa. But look crap in the first half as they went 2-0 down. But you always sense, just like when Forrest played Villa, that Villa were playing into the hands of Manchester United there. So was that victory against Villa a false dawn? I think it was. Because we saw that with us. There are so many similarities, I hate to say it, between the two clubs, especially under the Cooper regime and the Ten Hag regime. Now, obviously, with Nuno coming in, we've broken that cycle and things have changed. But if you look at the discontent in their fan base. They're quite split at the moment, Ten Hag in, Ten Hag out. Ten Hag can't really be sacked right now until Jim will fix it, is ratified by the Premier League, so they're stuck with him. But maybe if we give them a slapping, they will be forced into sacking him. And that, as much as I would love that, I would hate that, if that makes any kind of sense, because I think he is good for Manchester United. He will keep rotting them, from the inside, because he is an absolute fraud of a manager. So long may his reign continue, but could Forrest be the ones that trigger that axe to come down on his head? Let's get into the team predictions. Let's start with Forrest, and I think we're starting to see a pattern develop with Nuno, but could there be a couple of curveballs? Let's jump into it. Okay, so let's kick it off with the team that started against Newcastle. And everyone, I think, to a man was su- and a woman, was surprised that Nuno went for a four-back. And I love it. absolutely love it. 4-2-3-1. Look at the receipts. How long have I been saying this is the formation designed for Nottingham Forest? To be honest, I still think it would work in a 3-4-3 three, three under Nuno's terrain and uh, the way he would guide the team. Do I see him switching from this formation? Maybe. If he doesn't go a 3-4-3... Three, but I think he's just put his, his kind of flag down and he said, this is what I'm going with and we're going to build around it. And I think that's fantastic. A fantastic way to approach it. Now, will there be any tweaks from the Newcastle game? My feeling is yes, there will be because one it's a you know, we've had three games in nearly a week. Couple of players underperformed for me. And obviously Sangare is suspended after picking up his fifth yellow card, which I think is a huge, huge shame. I'd have been even more confident if Sangare was playing. So, who definitely stays and who definitely is on the maybe list? Well, for me, obviously, Cristiano Wadinho will start and lead the lineup. Do I expect another hat trick? No. But do I expect a confident player? Yes. He'll be up against Varane potentially, which could be an interesting matchup. Now, in terms of the other two attackers, I think Alanga will definitely start against his old club. Oh, if he scores a hat trick. Oh, my God. He'll be my favourite player ever. He'll be up there with Brian Roy. Anyway, I think Alanga will definitely start. Callum Hudson-Odoi for me could be a question mark. Now, who could he be replaced with? It could be Origi. We saw Origi being unlucky against Bournemouth the other week after the red card and being sacrificed. So maybe we might see Nuno have one final look at him before they decide to cut him loose in the January window. My gut feeling says, though, that Nuno will stick with Callum Hudson-Odoi, because he, he seems to like to play through players' bad patches. As we saw with Danilo, when I was saying he probably should have been slung at halftime, he left him on, and fair play to him, he did improve. He still wasn't perfect, but he did improve. So Nuno is showing some loyalty in the right way to players during matches, and I think Nuno's in-game management has been fantastic in both games anyway. Morgan Gibbs-White, I think, he's first or second name on the team sheet, Back to his old self, back in his correct position. No more of this wide crap. Play him through the center and he will deliver. It's the two in the CMs, the six and the eight positions that I think are up for debate. Now, for sure, we know Sangare is not going to play it. Just typical man, you luck that he can't make it. So I think the gut feeling is for me that Mangala will come back in. Now, Mangala has been brilliant all season. I still don't see him as a progressor in that midfield, more of a breaker-upper of play, is that even a real phrase? Uh, But I think he could work well in this game. So he will go out. And then for me, it's going to be between Danilo and Dominguez. I mean, get your comments in down below. If you were going with it, would you start Danilo or Dominguez? I I would start Dominguez. I think he may do because he wants to have a look at as many players as possible, give them a chance, etc. So I think Danilo will be benched and Dominguez will come in. And I don't mind that. I don't mind that front attack at all. And then if we go into the back four, for me, I thought Murillo and Nia Karte was solid against Newcastle. Passing was a little wayward at times and a bit sideways from Neocarte, But if you look at it defensively, I thought they both had a good performance. Willy Bolly could come back in to give that that aerial presence, Um, but I think he may be tempted to stay with those two. And then I think Montiel has deserved another start at right back. Yes, Nico Williams has been good, but Nico Williams is only good for me in a right wing back position instead of a full back position. So for me, Montiel will stay. And I think the change we will see subject to fitness is Einar coming out from left back and Tuffalo coming back in um, himself. And I think Tuffalo can play left back or left wing back with no major issues. I personally would then change Turner. I would put Vlacadimus in goal. Although there were no howlers from Turner, I still didn't get a vibe of a comfortable, confident goalkeeper, even against Newcastle. Flapped at a couple. Um, was bailed out once by Worrell, good save early on in the first half, and then decided um, to kind of push it into the middle of the box just before half time. So all those things do build up, but I think he will still stick with Turner. Now, as I've said before, I've not been convinced by either one. However, what I will say is Nuno is the man to decide for me, because Nuno is a goalkeeper himself, and therefore, I'm sure he's seen something in Turner that maybe I've missed. But this, to me, looks like the team that Nuno will go with. It's still hard to predict. There's still a couple of players I think he'll have his eye on that he may want to bring into the fold. Origi, for me, will be one. Could we see Omar Bamadeli? I don't think so. And then it depends, does he want to start Yates? Yates could come in, maybe instead of Dominguez. That's probably another option. But I don't think I'm going to be a million miles off with this one. But who knows with Nuno? We could end up with a 3-4-3. What are your thoughts on this team though? All right, so let's get into this scummy team that is Varchester United. Firstly, can we talk about their disgusting kit, man? It's one of the worst kits I've ever seen in the Premier League. I hate green kits as it is, but come on, man, that is horrible. It really is, just like the team. Anyway, this is the team that lined up for their huge turnaround victory against Villa. By the way, we beat Villa by two clear goals and didn't have to come from two behind. Um, And this is what they've lined up with. Now, do I see changes in this? I see probably a little bit of tweaking. Rasmus Hoyland, the 70 odd million pound New Haaland, as they keep telling us, has finally scored his first goal in 15 matches. Over a thousand minutes played to score one goal. For him to get the amount of goals Chris Wood has had this week, he would need to play another 30 games. Chris Wood did it in 30 minutes. So, do I fear Hoyland? No, no. The only thing I fear about him is that he doesn't find a bottle of clear cell Anyway, the other two I think will stay. You got Ganacho, the boy wonder, who's living off an overhead kick. Has improved slightly for them. It could be between him and Anthony, because Anthony, as crap as he is, seems to have a knack of scoring against Forrest. I just hate that ballerina. And then, of course, Trashford on the left-hand side, who has divided the Man U fan base, uh, has been terrible this season, and I think has one goal from the penalty spot, which was basically a donation goal because they wanted to build his confidence up. However, he looked a little better against Villa in their previous game, but is it another false dawn for Rashford? I guess we'll wait and see, but I do fully expect him to start. And then that ferret, Bruno Fernandes, that crybaby, that whiner, he will definitely start for them. He just blows hot and cold. He'll either shoot from 30 yards and hit the target, or he'll hit Rosette. That's what you get with Bruno, their captain. And then, of course, you got Manua, the new kid wonder who's playing there for them. Who, yet again, yet another kid coming through the Man U ranks that they all hype up through the roof. And then, eventually, nine times out of ten, they all seem to flop. But he's most likely to start. I think the question mark here is around Ericsson, the granddad. Will they take him off and bring their secret weapon on? Scott McTominay. Will they bring him on, the most useless midfielder in the Premier League, a guy who lives off a couple of fluky goals, and Eric Tenshag keeps picking him, however he did drop him for the Villa game, but I can't see him not being put back in, and he will cause them issues if he comes back in, because he'll try because he thinks he's a number 10 go forward forcing the ferret back into the 8 position and McTominay trying to play probably somewhere here because he's got no idea what the football pitch looks like. So potentially you could see that happening. Now into their back lineup. Don't know too much what's going on with Luke Shaw, why he's suddenly been dropped. Maybe he's injured. Maybe he's just had too many pies. Who knows? Maybe you guys know. Let me know in the comments down below. But if Shaw isn't playing, then Dallo will probably switch back again to the left-hand side. Dallo, who did score against Forest last season, and then you got Varan and Grandad Evans, because unfortunately Slabhead himself does not seem available for the match this weekend. So Varan, for me, I still do rate him. I still think he's decent. He's had a couple of falling outs with Ten Hag. But I think he will start alongside Johnny Evans. And then obviously Wan-Bissaka at right back. And then oh, Nona in goal. The goalkeeper from kid and play. The goalkeeper who thinks he's a midfielder not a goalkeeper, who has no idea that he has two hands attached to his arm, can't seem to save anything, dives before a ball even reaches him, absolutely shocking in goal, has cost them the Champions League, has conceded the most goals in history from an English club in the group stages in the Champions League, and has mistake after mistake in him. And I can say to you guys, with a huge smile on my face, that it looks like he will be starting against us. Let's not forget, Taiwo put two past him at Old Crapford this season, where he sat him down before he'd even shot. Yet another example of how he tries to anticipate the shots too early. And hopefully he will let a bag in this Saturday against Nottingham Forest. But I think this will be roughly the team we see um, for Varchester United this weekend. Do any of these players scare you? Let me know in the comments down below. All right, so let's get into the all-important predictions on this one. And let me remind you, I was bang on the money. 3-1 to Forest. I said, against Newcastle. Do I see it being 3-1 to Forest again this Saturday? No. How do I see this one playing out? For me, the secret of beating Man U is a very simple formula. Give them the ball. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to break down a solid defensive unit, and they struggle to create goals. Before the Villa match, they had scored zero goals in their last four games, in well over 300 minutes of football, nil poids in terms of goals. But playing against the Villa high line, I think Mian and Ez could have put a a hat-trick in between us, especially with Ez's pace. So... Do I expect man us to have a lot of the ball? No, I think the actual right strategy is give them the ball and do exactly what we did against Newcastle and look to hit them at pace. If they don't play with a proper double pivot as in two sixes, if they were to bring Amrabat and Manua in in that midfield, I think that would make more sense as they could hold that midfield line better. But I think Morgan Gibbs-White will find himself with a lot of freedom, especially if McTominay plays. Or even if Eriksson plays, he should have the pace um, to beat him quite comfortably. And then, of course, Alanga playing against his old club. This could be the interesting one. Coming up against Dalo potentially, if he plays on the right-hand wing for Forrest, that could be a mismatch made in heaven. Dalò playing out of position. Alanga gets him behind. But will he look up? I'm hoping Nuno's drilled that into him over the last few days. My gut feeling says Forrest are going to win this. And I think Forrest will win this with a clean sheet. I don't know if it'll be 1-0 or 2-0. But looking deep into my heart, I see a 2-0 victory coming to Nottingham Forest this weekend. Clip it. I've said it. There we go. Can I be bang on the money two weeks in a row? Should I give you some goal scorers? Morgan Gibbs-White. He will definitely score this game. I feel it. And maybe it comes from a direct free kick. Clip that one as well. Hope you've enjoyed the preview. I hope you take it with the right tone. Please hit that like if you haven't already. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. And we'll see you on yet another preview with our cracking YouTube friend very shortly. Come on, you Reds.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.